Hey everyone, Brian Bridges here. The episode following this one is a Christmas game that's based around my history and my lore. Parts of which are 100% true, and other parts which have been blown up over the years. If you're like our friends, Bertie or Eric, who have diligently followed or interacted with us over the past five to seven years, you may already be familiar with this lore, and you might get all the jokes in the upcoming episode. But if not, I'm here to give you a rundown so that you can comprehend the chaotic disaster that is to come. Chapter 1. The Life of Brian. No, not that life of Brian. I'm Brian Bridges, age 37 at the time of this recording. Hell's bells, that sounds so old to me. Anyway, a hundred years ago, I grew up in Washington State, in a rather sheltered conservative Christian home. I was homeschooled, and my friends were almost entirely fellow church kids. For some kids, getting to be homeschooled can be genuinely transformative. In our original comedy chat podcast from 2017, The Lost Context Podcast, this Christian homeschooled background that I have, in combination with my less-than-deep voice, led to Tim creating this caricature of me as a whiny, sniveling weenie man. It's true, I am kinda gay, but in a homeschool way, it's not my fault I was born this way. I don't know the words to that song, but it's No argument from us, it seems so (laughs) obvious. (laughs) I was born this way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> born this way. I was born this way in my own prison. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's fun. Somewhere along the line, Tim also gave my mother a high-pitched scraggly voice and a sort of Boston accent which he's impersonated various times within our Time to Die shows. Hey, Brian! (laughs) I got some messages for you! I got them down here on this notepad! I took them down on a notepad! Mom, I'm trying to play Savage Worlds! It's like D&D! Is D&D your friend Daniel? I told you you're not supposed to hang out with Daniel anymore! (laughs) His parents don't have very good rules for him! It's not a devil game, He's not game, a good Mom. influence on you. He likes to draw butts on postcards. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody can see the outside of a postcard, right? <laughs> Are you listening, Daniel? <laughs> You're sending me really sketchy postcards. <laughs> Do you think the postman wants to look at that when he's delivering his mail? <laughs> Yes, yes I do. Crudely drawn butts. So you'll certainly be hearing that version of my mother in the upcoming episode. Chapter 2. Greg Miller Stole My Girlfriend. Oh, 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 oh. Let's jump into my teenage years. When I was around 14, I began playing Jazz Jackrabbit 2 a side-scrolling video game, which was almost a cross between Sonic and Mega Man. The characters were all anthropomorphic animals, 
and the levels could be completely customized and modded. So I got deep into creating modded content for this game, as well as writing terrible fanfiction. And I began making friends on the Jazz Jackrabbit message board. One such friend was a girl named Genevieve from Canada. Oh, Canada. I considered her my friend simply because she acknowledged my existence, and apparently that's all it takes for a 14-year-old boy to become infatuated. I highly doubt the feeling was mutual. As the years progressed, the Jazz Jackrabbit community diminished, and I grew into other games and made other friends in real life. But then, somewhere around my early 20s, I happened upon a Jazz 2 Facebook group and I recognized some of the people there from the forums, one of whom was Genevieve. So I slid into her DMs like a creep and said something to the effect of, hey, how's it going? It's JJBBoyKS from the message boards. JJ and KS were clans that I was in, you guys. I was so cool, I was in clans. Anyway, she replied with something to the effect of, oh, hey, it's been a while. And at that moment, all my teenage awkwardness flooded back, and I immediately realized I had no idea what else to say to her. I hadn't yet learned the art of talking to people, so the conversation died there. You are dead. Well, shit. About a decade later, I became a fan of Greg Miller from IGN. Greg Miller. And before anybody posts any comments to this video, no, you suck. I followed his exodus from there as he and his mates formed Kinda Funny. Ladies and gentlemen, the idea of the Game Over Greg show is simple. Every week, four best friends come to this table, each with a random topic of discussion, and talk it out for your amusement. And some years later, I learned he was dating a girl named Genevieve from Canada. Oh, Canada. My mind immediately went to the Genevieve that I had once known from Canada, and I thought, ha. That would be a weird coincidence. It was simply a passing thought and then it was gone. But one random day, I happened to be looking for a message or log from my old Facebook Messenger chats. I can't remember what it was. But as I skimmed through the records, I happened to flick past the awkward run-in that I'd had with Jazz Jackrabbit Genevieve. I cringed and I opened it to reflect on what a weirdo I had been. <laughs> and my heart suddenly stopped. I leaned in closer to look at her profile thumbnail because I could almost swear. Yeah, I opened her Facebook profile page and lo and behold, there she was with Greg fucking Miller. Don't cross Greg Miller because God and or Satan will step in to avenge me. <laughs> Don't! Fuck with Greg Miller, everyone! I don't know how many times this needs to be explained on the goddamn internet! Greg Miller had actually gone and married the Canadian girl I'd had a crush on when I was 14. Unbelievable. The absolute treachery. I was such a fan of his. <laughs> I've since come to accept the cruel blow that fate dealt me, but now, when I look upon the sinister smile of that man's face, all I can see is him gloating over me. He knows what he did, and if he had to do it all over again, he would. Greg Miller stole my girlfriend. 
Chapter 3 The Further Decline and Fall of Brian's Love Life It's not that I never had game with the ladies. I've never had game with the ladies. But somehow, for some reason, a girl did eventually take a liking to me. We became friends in my early 20s, dated for some years, and eventually got married in 2011. But it was not to last. Well, shit. Despite my efforts, I couldn't seem to make the girl feel loved. Those were her words. It's hard sometimes to look in the mirror and really have to realize maybe you're not the person that you necessarily thought that you were. I won't go into explicit details, you perverts, but I'll just say that the relationship declined much, much, much to my dismay. And finally, in 2013, she ran off with a big strapping firefighter man. She'd become acquainted with him through her circle of friends at work. I'm going to give you some tips on what to expect if you are about to date a firefighter. Number one, when the angel falls. At the tail end of 2013, she got impregnated by him and gave me some divorce papers. Here's the, here's the unfortunate thing. My wife got an American Eskimo before she married me. Once we got married, the dog took a liking to me kind of more so than it did her. Oh, a dog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was hooking up with an Eskimo. <laughs> wow, yeah, she really likes fire and ice there. American Eskimo is a fireman. <laughs> and our divorce was made legally official on Valentine's Day of 2014. Chapter 4. The Justin Bieber Inn and Suites. I thought marriage was going to fix all my problems, and it didn't. During my marriage, I'd spent three years as a night auditor of a local hometown hotel. Boy, I could tell you some stories about that. But right when my wife moved out on me is when I'd just gotten promoted from night auditor to front desk manager. And eight months later, I would get promoted to full general manager. Look at me, sure. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. The hotel work entirely consumed me as it was the only distraction I had from my divorce. Most of the people working at the hotel weren't just my employees, but also my friends. And one friend in particular was my Hispanic breakfast lady, a woman in her early 50s. She had lots of energy and a wild sense of humor. One of her favorite things to do was attempt to jump out and scare me. I'm not generally susceptible to jump scares, but the fun part is that she was. So anytime I would retaliate, she would let out a tremendous scream and then burst into fits of laughter. She only pushed harder to get me with a jump scare of her own, and this only spurred me on to more creative endeavors. Eventually, <laughs> I spent $60 on a life-size cardboard cutout of Justin Bieber. Now every morning, my breakfast lady would come into work at 5 a.m. when it was still dark. She would walk through the lonely, quiet breakfast room, then down to the end of the small kitchen, which was basically a hallway, and to the sinks at the end, where the hallway kind of made a bend around a corner. In that corner nook, that's where she would do her paperwork and hang up her coat and everything like that. 
So that is where I stuck the cutout so that she would walk down the long, lonely kitchen hallway that early morning, come around the corner, <laughs> and come face to face with teenage prodigy Justin Bieber. What's up, GQ? I'm Justin Bieber. Come check out my tour bus. As you can imagine, she lost her shit. It was very funny, and for about a year, Justin kind of became the private mascot of our hotel staff. Chapter 5 The Dragonfly and the Fire After my hotel job, I started a little video production business. My logo was a silhouette of a dragonfly which I had blown up and plastered as a giant decal on the side of my pickup. Like, this was a full-blown vehicle wrap. Like, each side had a giant dragonfly over top bold colors with my business info written on the truck doors and the tailgate. I'm still laughing about that time that, uh, in the other game, um, Eric made his truck, like, basically Brian's truck. <laughs> and then we said mm. it had to have a dragonfly on it. Does your truck still have the dragonfly on it, by the way? <clears throat> it does. <laughs> I was gonna. T I got a, a blow dryer to take it all off, and Mom said, "You know, you should just take the phone number off. Leave the dragonfly." I was like, "Why?" She's like, "Cause it looks cool." Yeah, no, she's right. You, uh, you should definitely <laughs> just drive around with the dragonfly on that shit for no apparent fucking reason. You just really like dragonflies. When people ask you about it, be like, "Bitch, I like dragonflies." What's it to you? <laughs> You gotta be really aggressive about it, too. Like, just make sure people know that you fucking love dragonflies. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you should just get a new vinyl that says that on the side of your door that just says, I fucking love dragonflies. And at that point, you should just leave your number on there in case anybody else that really likes dragonflies can get in touch with you. Dragonflies! I'm gonna come! <laughs> I hate that and you. You would not believe your eyes. I came on a dragonfly. <laughs> <laughs> it got misty eyes as I said farewell. <laughs> I know where several are because I keep them in a jar. <laughs> dragonfly on the truck. Brian can't listen to bugs. <laughs> He's on his phone. He jerks his bone. He's <laughs> reading fanfic. Reading fanfic. <laughs> I did that for a while as I was living with my sister's family in a city about an hour and a half drive from my hometown. One day, a client requested that I take commercial shoots of their safety glasses for various industries. So one of the industries I focused on was firefighting per their request. So I had to go into the fire department, and yes, my ex-wife's new husband's name was on the wall. When the angel falls. And I had to ask to borrow some fire garb. I also found a full-on fire truck for the model to pose in front of, but naturally, while I had the full firefighter's uniform, I had to try it on. So I posted that picture on Facebook standing next to my mother. And Chris Riley got a hold of it. What the hell is going on right now? <laughs> so that further expanded the lore of my wife running off with a firefighter, and the people in our podcast group wanted answers as to why I was dressed as the enemy. 
Well, that whole video production period of my life was all well and good, until one day after Thanksgiving, my sister's house caught fire and burned down. Fortunately, everyone got out safely, but I no longer had a place to live, so I ended up moving back to my hometown. Oh hey, what's up everybody? Obo Brian here, just hanging out in my crib. Somebody donated uh, something to me, a early Christmas present, I guess. It was in this package. Kind of looks like it's been through a fire. It's pretty rough, but uh, I know about fires. You know what I'm saying? Once again, the group caught wind of this and more theories began to spread. So soon people in the group were saying that I'd worn the firefighter's uniform and burned down my own house out of some fit of jealousy or envy. They even began to accuse me of burning down my own wife. And then like later there was a, a local staple in my hometown that was this pizza restaurant. I'd even talked about taking Chris Riley there someday. And <laughs> Around that time, that place caught fire with a, a big old grease fire, and, and it just there was a it was a span of a lot of fires and a lot of speculation. But uh, you know, they're only theories. Nobody can prove anything. If there's one thing about being a hobo, is that you have to keep an open mind. I miss Amazon Prime. Chapter six. Early Podcast Days with Alex Insdorf. The Lost Context Podcast was the first podcast we ever started, we being the hosts of the Time to Die Podcast Network. It was a comedy chat podcast that evolved out of our Facebook group, Colin's Lost Context, which was a group that had evolved out of Colin Moriarty's group, Colin's Last Stand. Greetings and salutations. Welcome back to Colin's Last Stand right here on YouTube. My name is Colin Moriarty. As always, I hope this video finds you and yours very well. Which was a podcast that evolved out of Greg Miller's group, Kinda Funny. <laughs> which was... you get the idea. One of the frequent guests on our chat podcast was our buddy Alex Insdorf, a cynical Jewish young man with big hands and a wild afro. Every single episode of Alex's uh, uh, CLC report, he's by himself. He's either in his room, in his kitchen, walking through the neighborhood with no one around, or in a basketball gym all by himself. And I just picture him living in this post-apocalyptic world. He's just dude, like that's the... just New Jersey, Brian. That's how New Jersey is, dude. You didn't know that? <laughs> Nobody go outside. Dude, it's Alex. a post-apocalyptic world. It literally is. Like, Chris Christie was fucking governor there for eight years. Like, come on, man. That's fascinating. Or was it 12? Brian, Brian, I don't understand why you think I would record the CLC report in front of literally anyone. Like, I, I try to be, if, if, if I'm doing a CLC report, I try to be as far away from civilization as possible. I do not want to see anyone catch me doing a CLC report. Like, that would be, that would be worse than, like, your dad walking in on you masturbating. Like, serious. That is the fairest point I've ever heard. If the name Alex Insdorf sounds familiar, it could be because we've name-dropped him occasionally in our Time to Die shows, but it could also be familiar because Chris named his character in our Eclipse Crater of Corruption campaign, Ilix Ansdorf. <laughs> uh, hey, this is Ilix Ansdorf with a life journal, the night of the Kepler 400. 
Alex Insdorf has never been on our actual play podcasts, despite our continual invitations, but he's still a friend of the show and a cool cat. I mean, see, here's the thing about Brian is that I, I don't quite know how to describe him. He's just kind of this like social construct that like is like from 2005, but he's like this self-engineered robot. and i see i I think brian is a bot because like i i see things where he's like drinking alcohol at 3 a.m and i I think that brian is a bot i guess that explains all the alt accounts i'm like self-replicating when we used to podcast with alex there was a bit we'd all contribute to where my name was different on every episode So instead of Brian Bridges, I might be Brexton Braffles, or Bersham Bringles, or Brantley Brexfeld, any number of gibberish names. I should also mention that between our chat podcasting and our actual play podcasting, there was also a very short run where I started a locally focused podcast for my hometown with my own mother, and it was called The Two Cent Table. Hello and welcome to The Two Cent Table, the podcast where people bring their two cents to the table. It only ran for six episodes, and the guys still enjoy making fun of me for it. Brian just assumes that everybody is like him and only hangs out at uh, (laughs) nursing homes and with senior citizens and uh, does podcasts with the local community center, and that's it. Have you been looking at my personal Facebook pictures again? Uh, I don't have to. I just know how pathetic your life is. (laughs) It's like watching The Truman Show. (laughs) Same episode every day. (laughs) (laughs) Chapter 7. The End. So there you have it. That catches us up to the point where we started the actual play podcast campaigns and one-shots that are now collectively known as the Time to Die Podcast Network. I hope you've enjoyed this painful walk down memory lane because I sure haven't. There are countless other stories I'm sure I could recount, but the info I've given you in this episode should cover every Brian-related reference and inside joke that you'll encounter in the upcoming 2023 Christmas episode. The episode also includes references to past Time to Die shows, but I'll go over any of those details when the time comes. I just wanted to catch you up on my own lore for now, since most of it's not accessible unless you spend time chatting with us or hanging out in our Discord server. So now you'll be able to fully appreciate all of our drunken, stupid jokes at my expense. Enjoy.